Hello, welcome back to the Masonic Roundtable, a weekly program where Masons from around the world get together to talk about Masonic news and opinions in a friendly and social manner. As a reminder, the thoughts and the opinions expressed here are solely the opinions of the participants and do not represent any Grand Lodge statements or positions. Make sure you keep your conversations open for the public and on the level. To interact with us, you can send questions, comments, feedback. You can send them to, well, let's see, we have a Gmail account, themasonicroundtable at gmail.com. You can send them live on Facebook at, or live on YouTube. So we're everywhere you want to be and also on your favorite podcast app when you're not. Other than that, let's see, you know me. My name is John Ruark. I'm a past master of the Patriot Lodge, number 1957 in Fairfax, Virginia. Next up for his introduction, we have Joe Martinez. Hey, Joe. Hello. Hello. It is Mr. Green Beans himself in the flesh. Uh, for those of you that didn't go to Esotericon, you don't get the joke. But uh, hi, I'm Joe Martinez. Waiting for my name. If it ever shows up. Wait for it. I guess it. I don't get I don't get a name today. That's cool. <laughs> Joe Martinez, that's me. Yes. Uh current and still master of Manassa Lodge number one eighty two, member of a bajillion things. And uh I'm on the con circuit as well. Um so we'll talk about that tonight. Excellent. Uh sorry, could you um could you bring up your name again real quick? Joe Martin Oh <laughs> bah, 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 bah. Burn. That is hurting feelings. Hurting feelings. <laughs> Next up, Robert Johnson. Hey, buddy. Hey, Robert Johnson here, past master Waukegan Lodge number 78, current sitting secretary at the Premier Education Lodge in the state of Illinois, Space Novum, and host of the Whence Came You Masonic podcast. Good to be with all of you amazing gentlemen. Nice. All right. Next up, Jason Richards. Hello and good evening, Jason. There's a little bit of interference. I don't know if you have some. So, oh, oh, hello! It's, <laughs> it's Deadpool. Deadpool. That would be a great Midnight Freemasons Todd Creason article. Robert <laughs> was Deadpool a Freemason? Oh goodness! Yeah, all right. You want me to write it? I will. Fine. <laughs> yeah, do it. I'll knock that out. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Jason Richards here, past master vacation lodge number 16 in Cliffman, Virginia, member of a couple other lodges, one in Ohio, one in D.C. as well. Excellent. And special guest for tonight, we have a returning brother, and that is brother Kevin Homan. How are you, Kevin? No, Isn't no, no, no. really that it's special? Just, it's just his shirt it's says just Kevin Ho. Kevin Ho. Kevin Ho. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. I don't remember the second syllable. Is that what you're going to pop Hi, up Kevin on screen Hope. for me, John? Hey, good, uh, good evening, guys. All right, Kevin no. Homan, how are you? Yes. I'm good. How are you guys? Good. You had a little typo <laughs> Thanks, there. John. Sorry. I love you, too. Sorry about that. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're a past master of stuff and things, but we brought you on yeah. because uh, you're also one of the, the hosts of the Esotericon conference. I've heard awesome. of that. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, hey, before we get into tonight's topic... Definitely want to give a shout out and thank you to all of the patrons who've been supporting the show. You guys are awesome. And you got me a new mic, which is great because now I don't sound like trash. So now we're, we're getting there. We're getting a little bit better every time. So now if we could just fix your voice, if we can fix that and Kevin's here, we'll be making and your face and my face. What's wrong with his voice, Jason? I think it sounds good. <laughs> Look, Kevin with the compliments, the dulcet right, tones man. of John Ruark. 
So let's see. Tonight's topic, we're going to talk about Esotericon 2022 because we have had Kevin back on in, in the past. Um, and the, the beauty of this year is we finally got to do it in person again, which is fantastic. Yay! Ish. In person ish. Hooray! What do you mean ish? Also, there were, Why is there it were ish? green beans. <laughs> there, oh, there were green beans. You get out of it what you put into it. So <laughs> I say ish because we did limit the tickets to under 100 just for crowd control. And so we had, I think we had just about 100 folks there in person and then another what, 100 to 150 on the webinar, the Zoom webinar. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. So it was biggest event that we've ever had, um, but we were able to do a, a hybrid event and mm -hmm. pull it off pretty well. All right. So first question for those who are new here and who haven't heard of this thing called Esotericon, probably should answer what that is first, because we're, we're on our fourth time around. Let's, before we talk about the changes and fun stuff we got to do this year, what is the Esotericon conference? Joe. Hey, Esotericon. Hey. So uh, let's see this. Uh, it actually all started before the pandemic. So um, yeah, so this was a pre-pandemic uh, extravaganza. And uh, it started when uh, some like-minded folks, uh, which you see on the screen, John and Jason and Kevin and me, um, we all sat there and started to notice that we weren't getting the type of education that we were looking for. Um, and we had collectively, you know, lamented about it and cried about it and complained about it. So uh, one of us decided to uh, tell the other three to, you know, either crap or get off the pot. So, um, so we tried to do something about it. So, uh, you know, none of us, I had mentioned this that day, none of us are, uh, professional event planners. None of us are, um, you know, geniuses when it comes to hosting conferences. We've all been to conferences. Um, we get lots of swag and yummy food and all that stuff. But, uh, in terms of setting something up and, and making it successful, none of it, that wasn't our forte, right? We all have full-time jobs, but, um, so we basically threw a whole bunch of stuff against the wall. In terms of, hey, let's have some speakers. Hey, let's get people together. Hey, let's find a venue. Hey, let's see who's interested. And uh, oh my God, uh, that first year, uh, I think we were uh, a little surprised by the uh, the reception that we got to this. Oh, yeah. And uh, so uh, it was uh, it was kind of an awesome thing that got thrown together, and it turned into something amazing. So that was uh, that was the purpose behind Esotericon. So. Um, you know, so we had our first in-person one a year before, yeah, almost a year before, um, you know, all hell broke loose and we got stuck in our homes for two years. And um, we pivoted early on. Um, you know, we had initially wanted to do something. I think all of us had attended a Masonicon in the past, if not two or three, uh, up in Attleboro. That's the shirt I'm wearing. Um, the last awesome one that I've been to. Um I know it moved, but uh, I, I did not go to it. But uh, anyway, um, we did TMRCon uh, too. That yeah, well, that was before the conference extravaganza began. So. You know, I, yeah. Well, what started first, TMRCon yep. or Masonicon? Who was first? Masonicon. Pretty Masonicon? sure it was okay. Masonicon. TMRCon was 2017. No, three anniversary. Trailblazers, trailblazers. Basically. You guys are. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so we had the conference, uh, it was amazing. Uh, pretty much I think day of, right, Jason, we decided to pivot and, uh, we had initially said, Hey, let's do a Masonic event. 
Uh, let's look at dues cards. Let's make sure people are masons, all this stuff. And we started to notice how extremely difficult that was and how limiting it was to, to right. the purpose of what we were trying to do. You have people do. traveling literally internationally and we're like, how are we going to do a tiled event with all the jurisdictional transitive properties and who recognizes who but doesn't recognize and it was just like <sighs> it was a pickle it's yes. a nightmare yeah. it was a nightmare oh i mean we had thank god we, we had, had speakers who were flexible enough to like rework their their programs last minute yep sorry right, well Jason. we had we had the prince hall brother from nevada who two. was super engaged too two who yeah. were super engaged yeah. super involved and oh. like it got to the point where I wasn't going to name names, but yeah, Paul, we love you. Um, got to the oh. point where we, we were like, are we really going to make these guys like wait outside for eight hours? Like, it no, just, we were not. It just doesn't make right. sense. So that, I mean, that was a good pivot though, because not only did everyone get to have an awesome time, the, the presentations were open for the public, but in addition, yeah. Then um, that got a really, really cool year Ooh. one esoteric on pin. Got to have your pins, right? Last yeah. one with the. But it. it set the precedent, right, for opening things up from then on, right? Because then, when the pandemic hits in 2020 and 2021, we we now can just go freely on Zoom because it's not a Masonic event, it's not a tiled event, it's not um, Ooh, year yeah. three. Ooh. This is not show and tell, Jason. What does year four look like, Jason? You're holding it upside oh, down. We've got to show both sides. Yeah, You're holding it upside down. Is it upside down? And, uh, <clears throat> and then this Ooh! latest year needs more skulls. Slick. Swirlies. Yes. I, I have to Swirlies. chime in here, right? Because what was so interesting to me about this idea of uh, untiling, I remember the, the the wildness, and you know that first year <laughs> we were lining up, and uh, I mean. Like, it sounds silly now. Like, if we reached back in time, we would have looked at our previous selves and said, dude, relax. Yeah, right? right? <laughs> but, but we were so bent. Like, you guys were crazy about it. And I just remember thinking, yeah, you know, this that, that conference is why I started making every single one of the presentations that I do essentially open to the public. And then when we had the whole refracted light thing happen during the pandemic, something else happened, which I think was really profound. And that is we all realized exactly what is Masonic secrets. Mm -hmm. And honestly, the Masonic secrets are like nothing we care to even ever talk about. They're, they're not interesting. Exactly. That, <laughs> no, that's funny. I mean, we're eight you know, and a half years like, into the show, and yes. we're like, eh. Yeah. Boy, what we're going to turn a lot of folks off of Freemasonry. Like, I want the secrets. I want this this like hidden thing. Let's the yeah, no, like, let's, Joe's no, it, green bean say, recipe. That's not to say that's that there are no secrets on Freemasonry. Jason's got it. True story. Joe's Big green bean recipe. That's yeah. yeah. Let's let's take a step back. And we we mentioned this uh, <laughs> this past Saturday uh, with um, the fact that we love that it was open to everybody. And and you know if you really are a seeker, you know, and not just a seat filler. If you truly are, then no matter who you are and what circle you belong to, you you know deep down inside that all the things that we talk about and all the things that we share, um, they're for everybody. 
right? Um, so, you know, John makes an excellent point where, you know, the, the Masonic secrets, the things we're not supposed to talk about, they're really the banal stuff, right? It's the, you know, the things that we know we shouldn't talk about, but they're not the, the true secrets of Freemasonry. Um, but again, and we, we've talked about this ad nauseum. Um, nobody can tell you what those are. You just have to live them for yourself. And holy crap, did we live them this past weekend? You know, I, I thought we yeah. did. So, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so then we had, uh, you know, we had two years uh, of Zoom, which went as good as it could. Again, you know, we, we did a lot of juggling around with Zoom webinar. And this, this year we decided, well, if we're in person, but not everyone's comfortable with traveling, and maybe not everyone wants to make the hike, but still wants to see the presentations. What do we do now? And holy smokes, that it's a loud bottle that you're opening and closing, Joe. Soda Stream. So not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Not just, a sponsor. Just fuels my hate. So unless they like decided, to we decided to um, do both this year, uh, both in person and on Zoom. So how how did that work out, Kevin? I thought it worked out great. Um, we had a nice little setup. I think you brought in some of your uh, your podcasting stuff you hear, use here for the show. Um, and it went great. I mean, I don't recall seeing any uh, – minus one case of the sound going out early on, but we got through that and uh, we had a good day. I, I don't recall hearing any complaints from the uh, – from the attendees. Yeah. Yeah. You do yeah. the best you can. You know what? That's, that's uh, you know, if we're going to do a retrospective, let's, let's talk about it. <laughs> you guys remember, <laughs> I think it was, let's be real. I remember specifically in 2020 when, um, and I just wanted to go back to 2020 because we had planned uh, when we were selling tickets and stuff like that. This was before, uh, this was back in November and December of 2019. We had BC. planned in person event. Before the live show. Yeah, before, before COVID. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was going to be live. We had the venue, we had speakers, we had travel, we had taken money, we sold tickets. Um, and then all of a sudden come February, we pivoted pretty much on a dime and, uh, decided to just shift to all virtuals. And, uh, was it, I mean, I don't think we've, what was it? Oh no, it was 2021 when we kind of held out to the last minute and went all virtual. I thought, yeah, you're right. Yes. February for 2020. Yeah. You're skipping ahead. Don't do that again. So, sorry. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I think I think we've said this. I don't think we've said this enough um, to every person who bought a ticket that year and and pivoted and was accommodating and truly hung in there with us. Nobody, I mean, very few people bailed on us. Um, and in fact, more yeah. people yeah. showed up because it was yeah. an option. But you know, love every single one of you that stuck it out with us and uh, and made it something successful. But back to uh, Kevin's point, I remember twenty twenty. There were just like three or four of the same people that would not shut up on the zoom. Like I can't do this. And my screen is blah, 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 blah. And I'm sitting there and you're watching the hair literally fall out of my head. I'm like, I, I want to kill every you remember early 2020 when like no one knew how to use zoom. <laughs> if yeah. you were like over 30, you were like, okay, I'm still, is this working? Can you see my screen? People yet? Not, yeah. People not muting themselves. Yes. Yeah. People, people not wearing uh, pants to meetings. <laughs> Man, Sounds like a that still goes on personal experience, Joe. Indeed. <laughs> right. So then, so then we fast forward to this year. Okay. So this year we had to do a couple, a couple things different, but a couple things the same. We was back in the Joe's Lodge, which was great because Joe, being the sitting master this year, had a little bit more sway in, in reserving the date and you know just a little keeping bit more keeping the cost down. Yes. Keeping keep, the cost down. Keeping the cost down. We were frugal. Okay. We were frugal. Mm -hmm. um, but we did yeah. run at least less I mean, drama. Less drama about location. Yeah, so yes. that was good. 
Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Um, so then, uh, as far as speakers, we had one Robert Johnson. What do you say, you, Robert? What did you speak about? Oh, I spoke about the legend of the first man, Adam. And uh, if you took a biblical, literal timeline, like uh, James Usher's, uh, you could potentially look at how old it could be or find where the body would be buried. But then further, you connect it to uh, older Babylonian archetypes, like uh, the seven sages of Apkalu, uh, looking at uh, Adapa as a uh, placeholder for Adam. Uh, it was a lot of fun to uh, sit there and really what's uh, one of the most wonderful things about these conferences, I think when you come at them and you present certain types of um, concepts with an audience like Esotericon, there's something different. And and so for for people who speak about erudite, topics and you know just these massive amazing philosophical discussion pieces to your normie lodges okay uh, it's hard because a lot of times you can't do what you want to do in 30 minutes because you actually have 30 minutes of like prep work layered into the presentation for the novices in the audience uh and i think jamie paul lamb touched on this and so did uh pd newman that it was nice to be in an audience where they have at least a, a cursory knowledge of a lot of the esoteric concepts that are out there. You know, my, my topic wasn't super, uh, I would say, esoteric as it was uh, fringe and uh, loosely connected to Freemasonry uh, and historical. Uh, but it was still my pleasure to, to be able to uh, count myself amongst uh, the great fellows who were presenting that day and uh, to be in the company of uh, the four kings, the four kings. Nice. So I yes. thank you. No, man, we thank you and love the hell out of you for it's that. better but, than um, two queens. Yep. <laughs> Is it? And, and a king. Yeah. And your meme game was Depends on, on too, RJ. Good job with the memes. Yeah, the memes were My killer. meme game was on point. Yes. It was. It was on yeah. fleek. Yes. Yes. You kids. Yes. But let's uh, let's start the day. Let's go through the day, and mm -hmm. uh, we'll get back to RJ so he could talk again and talk about how awesome he is. But let's start. Let's go over the day, uh, the day's events. So, very first thing we did, and I think it went really well. Um, uh, but you know, I would definitely love everybody else's opinion on it. We started the day off with a full blown contemplative activity. Um, lights went down, phones came off. Um, I don't know about you guys, but, uh, I, you know, I was one of the ones directing it. Uh, Robert and I did that one together and, um, that room was so quiet. You could hear a pin drop and everybody was in the moment. Um, you know, I don't know how the folks on zoom felt, but that room was, had a glow about it when we were done. It was absolutely fantastic. Blew my mind. Right. Which is something, something that you rarely get in other fraternal organizations right that you don't get that chance because it's more social than contemplative and so it's good to, to stop and and do something like that when when we were doing it joe had a really great tone the whole way through so imagine a guided meditation for those folks who weren't there and uh really fantastic he passed it over where i was just doing some contemplative questioning after the exercise and as you do 
uh, I'm not really in, so I'm like kind of in the, the meditative space, but then when I come out early, uh, I ha- I don't have the pleasure of staying in that mindset because I'm going to get up and, and say these questions. And when I say these questions, I'm looking out over the sea of people in the audience. Now, in a normal, typical lodge space, usually everybody's there, right? They're in the moment, they're zened out, they're working on it. But there's always a few people who are like looking at their watch, waiting, scrolling their phones, not interested. When I looked out over the audience at Esotericon this year, Nobody had their eyes open. Like either you put them to sleep or they were really in it. <laughs> but the lights were perfect. Yeah, I mean, I, I heard from a number of people, uh, not only that it was good, but also that it was uh, very much appreciated, almost like showing gratitude for the the gift of starting out the day in such a way. So uh, I thought it was really great. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, Joe, you were... You channeled your inner Chuck Dunning uh, in leading that. I thought you did a great job. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, it was fun. It was fun. And and like like Robert said, the room was just, the room was awesome. You know, it just had a vibe to it when we were done. And uh, I think we rode that vibe out the rest of the day. Yeah. So then we started off the day with just the razzle and the dazzle and brought up Jamie Paul Lamb. Yeah, we kind of hit the ground running, didn't we? Yeah, so can I can I just say how Jamie? Can I just say how? No offense, Robert. um, Jamie Paul Lamb's presentation was my favorite of the day um, because he did a really interesting presentation on the figure of Solomon as viewed through non-biblical sources, specifically magical grimoires through time. So that that to me getting an alternative history and biography of King Solomon was really, really interesting. Despite the fact that King Solomon was a local warlord at most, according yes. to archeology, archeological. Love it when you bring that up, Jason. I, I, uh, I, I gotta, I gotta throw something back at Jason here and, and ask for comment. Ooh. We can't say all of that stuff was non-biblical, right? Um, you know, if you, you know, he definitely oh, referenced you know, extra a lot biblical. of, um, extra biblical sources. So, you know, I just want to put that into context that um, outside of your Southern evangelical United States kind of vibe, uh, the rest of the world looks at Solomon in a much different way than we do. Um, yes. You know, yes. especially if you go into the near East. Um, yeah. There's some crazy, crazy stuff going on there. So, um, and it all gets attributed to King Solomon, but we obviously don't talk about that in, in Masonic lodges. And, and on that topic, Joe, you know, Jamie obviously pointed out that he did not have to apologize to this audience for his presentation yeah. or other places he may have had to do that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and probably had people fleeing out the door in some of those presentations. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, that's, that's the other the thing. Best. Hey, you know, okay. Let, let me step back for a second. Esotericon, right? You have to be a certain level of weird, right? To go to one of these things. And, you know, everyone kind of knows that, if you're if you're in that vibe, when you go to like lodges and other events, you're trying to find the other weird guy or gal in the room. Like, are they are they cool? Oh, trying they, to find the people it? like you, <clears throat> right? Who won't freak out, right? Because when Jamie gives us these types of presentations, he always has to preface, okay, so this isn't really weird stuff. I'm just gonna ease you into it, right? Um, 
but now he can just say, you know, handcuffs are off. Let's roll. Here we go. So, I mean, and that was fun again. So it's another cultural atmosphere part of Esotericon that I like that we've done for the past four years is we get right to the weird stuff and no titles, right? No one's like brother, grand, awesome, excellent, super right. Cool guy. No, it's, I don't think we even like it. You know, we never even said brother Joe. We just like next up Joe Martinez. And so it was, you, you get right to the point. It's, it's all high value stuff. None of this, uh, this fluff and reading of minutes. So that was fun. No fluff. Well, that, that takes me back to 2019. I think our first presentation of our first ever Esotericon was Piers Vaughn. And he did a crazy Enochian. program about Enochian magic and angelic beings. I'm just like... And then literally you know, translating. Time, I was, yeah. At that point in time, I was like generally okay with esoterics, but didn't want to get involved myself. So I was just like, what is this? You were, oh, well, you were, you know what? No, I, I got to stop you all for a second. That after that first year, it was, it was like watching a flower bloom when Jason <laughs> came out of his, his little petals. And I'm like, Oh my God, he's so cute. That's and so he's funny. digging this. And I love it. And I just want to, I stopped worrying about it's uh yeah. That's Dr. Funny. Strange something or how I learned to stop worrying about eternal damnation and love the esotericism. <laughs> yes. Nice. That's your, your next uh, autobiography. Yeah, yeah Jason, go. I'll, I'll, I'll back you up there though. Cause I think I was in a very similar and a very similar spot in my esoteric journey in 2019 and peers talk definitely went over my, went over my head. So, Hey, can we give a uh, esoteric fitness a shout out? Because, we actually had Petey Newman. Oh, yeah. There well. we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Esoteric Fitness, you can mention PD Newman once, and I won't ban you from the YouTube chat. <laughs> this right. time. We had him on at the event, so on should have been there. Should have been on uh, fleek. Yes. So PD Newman was there talking about some more awesome goodness. But let's not skip ahead because he wasn't next on the DMT. Who was the next one? The next one was our dear friend, Adam right. Goldman. So first, yeah. Jamie Lamb. Oh, yes. Ooh, tarot cards. Jamie Paul Lamb. Now we're on to Adam Goldman. I know. He's got to find Adam. Of course, we all know and love Adam from his amazing program, Sex Magic and Masonry. Which isn't all about, which isn't about sex magic, actually. He, he admits it's a catchy title on purpose. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Provocative. Okay, let's talk about Adam Goldman because he had a great presentation as well. Mm -hmm. Yep, he talked about astrotheology and Freemasonry. So discuss. Go, Kevin. I got nothing, John. I'm kicking it to you. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's these things in the sky. And they relate to what happens here. They're called Astros. <laughs> in Astros. <laughs> what does Houston have to do with this? Now, I thought I thought Adam Goldman's presentation was uh, very 
uh, informative in the context of like, if you are a fan of types of books like The Secret History of the World and things of that nature, Adam's presentation rides that line. And I think he says some things that are just like wild and crazy to me and some things I'm like, oh, that makes total sense. And uh, he pulls a lot of things in uh, regarding linguistics and uh, ancient cultures uh, in particular. You know, he, he really I think one of the things that I I catch from him all the time is his uh, ability to talk about like in uh, in in to an extent right of course Jamie does this all the time but uh with Adam he was taught he talks about the procession right and and the uh in his in this particular presentation about the planets uh their significance their relation to greek gods and roman gods and uh you know po- and and pantheistic and, and polytheistic uh cultures and and how these gods relate to seasons and, and then the seasons come through and they give us like secret meanings. And I mean, it was just really like an introductory high level gloss over of topics that really take people, you know, decades to understand. Uh, but he gave a very uh, entertaining and informative uh, type lecture. That yep. would be, that would be my rundown. No, I, yep, so, agreed. You, you and know, I think, Oh, go ahead, Kevin. Sorry, sorry, Joe. Um, you know, to kind of build on what you said, Joe, or RJ, sorry. Um, you know, I think back to, you know, occasionally you'll see, you'll see the topic of, of astrology come up in, in Masonic forums on Facebook, right? And you always get, you always get a good, good number of brothers who'll just, you know, come up with, oh, that's, that's hogwash, right? Um, you know, and I think the way Adam presents the topic, you know, he does it in such a great way tying it one into Freemason, he, in this case, tying it into Freemasonry that, you know, I think he'd be able to turn a, a good deal of those, those brethren who kind of turn their nose up at, up, up at astrology. Um, so yeah, you know, he takes a topic, which, you know, some people look at a bit skeptically, um, and presents it in such a way that, you know, people would look at it and be like, Oh, that makes sense. Um, I love all of Adam's program. So he, he's, he always yeah. does a great job. You, you, yeah, you just you just pulled on a little thread there that um, I, I think is really worth noting when it comes to Adam because I absolutely love uh, when Adam presents. But and and RJ talked about this as well. But he takes something which initially you would think you know your general public would scoff at, but then he brings in history and he brings in culture and like like robert said he brings in language and then starts to show you like holy crap this is what people were doing way back when this is what they found merit in and this is why i think it's important today so he does go all the way back into the depths of time with 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 resources right um and then comes back out and says hey this is what they did and why it's important this is why you if you're interested you may find it important as well so he does a fantastic job of you know reaching into the past um, like Robert said, especially linguistically, um, and then charting that course all the way to the present. And it just, it, he does it in such a wonderful way. Yes. I'm just uncomfortable I'm, pause. I'm distracted. Adam, That's right. Goldman's, just, Adam Goldman's in, in the Facebook chat right now. <laughs> Hi, Adam. <laughs> Hi, Adam. Who's got a Who's 1987 got a phone? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> Who's not me? Whose phone is that? Robert, I don't have a landline anymore. Now we use walkie-talkies at my house. 
Next up. Okay. Next. You just muted yourself, Joe. Next. Well, I was. Yes. The next one we had is Roberto Johnson. <clears throat> Look at the handsome guy. Talk can we? Can we take a second before Robert talks about how awesome his presentation was and talk about how amazing these tarot cards are? Oh, my God. Um, they are awesome. Robert did us a solid and made his own uh, pseudo tarot deck of all of the hosts and all of the speakers we've had over the past four years of Esotericon. And they came out so good. Amazing. They were just so so good. They were I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, definitely a lot Robert. of fun to ooh, ooh, golf clap. Uh, it was a lot of fun to do those, and, and to be honest, uh, it was kind of funny because I had to make a few phone calls because I knew people would be posting pictures of them later, and uh, certain hosts didn't know certain <laughs> certain speakers didn't know that they would be featured on a card, so I had to call Chuck and said, "Hey." I, I made you a tarot card and you're the hanging man. And he's like, Oh, that's so great. He was enthusiastic and perhaps the most entertaining phone call I had. I was on a FaceTime call with a uh, good friend, Ben Williams. And he goes, Oh, RJ, tell me you didn't make me the, the devil. And I was like, I did make you the devil. He's like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we had, we had a good laugh yes. and um, he, he was absolutely phenomenal about it. So thank you, Ben. Thank well, you. Joe Josh. wages, that, Joe man. wages loved his card. He's like, okay, I need a deck. I'm like, mm. <laughs> we'll figure so out cool, how to yeah. get one to you. Get your own yeah. custom yeah. deck for four hundred and fifty dollars. So that was for, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So let's let's talk about that for uh, for next time because mm -hmm. those cards were in limited supply. They were for in person attendees only. In only. Um, yeah. Yep. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll discuss internally. So, yeah, I'm already. Can do. I'm already working on a few more, um, and then as soon as. Um, the boys figure out the next one. Uh, I'll be sure to make some booster packs or something. Um, but can we do the we same? We need to at play? least fill out the major arcana. That's yeah, fair. I would love to do. Yeah, yeah. we could do that. That's fair. Yeah, and of course we made the four kings, right? Wands, pentacles, uh, cups, and swords uh, were these four oh, hosts yeah. that you have here. Uh, so they were all uh, mm -hmm. shuffle the deck. Yeah. <laughs> the deck. Here we go. We got Kevin, Kevin. King of Cups. And like the imagery on Kevin here is, is just so cool. <laughs> it's a Despite lot of pop art, right? Look at his yeah, tiny little head. That's so cute. <laughs> I know. No beard. His head is did you no like beard. worked out before that picture? I did. Yeah. <laughs> did a couple push ups. Oh, look at that. Arms just and chest. I, I do love <clears throat> I do love the fact that RJ made us all super thin. <laughs> we yeah, paid extra for that. Why, why all, wouldn't I? I made you your optimum selves. As, <laughs> including myself. Actually, I made myself the hermit, right? So I could hide underneath a cloak. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was not a cloak. I, I have the black moo moo. <laughs> I want a black moo moo. Yeah. All right. Spell. Look at Brother that. John. Is you are the king of swords. Your hair's not gray either. Look at that. I'm ready for a business deal. Optimize the yeah. hair too. <laughs> of course, he used a really chubby looking picture of me, but that's okay. Well, it's opulent. It's <laughs> not chubby. I had, to, I had to opulent. snipe all of your Facebooks. The, 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 the tarot adds <laughs> yeah. five pounds. 
John, you look like you're <laughs> <even> James <laughs> Bond in your picture. Yeah. Seriously, like Robert, you put a bunch of thought into this though, because you actually included, you know, most tarot decks. If you, if you don't have any, have a booklet on how to interpret the the deck. And RJ actually put together a card on each of the cards and how to interpret them. So, you know, for me, King of Wands, you know, natural born leader, vision, entrepreneur, honor. So I'm very entrepreneurial and I do project management. And so I, I thought that was something that was just really awesome and amazing coincidence I adam's think adam's got a great idea not. in the chat cards against humanity esoteric edition i kind of like next that. year oh. yes okay okay hold that hold that thought hold that thought so yeah, i was gonna uh, say uh, next I, year I, I just would uh you you mentioned earlier you you talked about you know people being weird and going to conferences and i was about to do my presentation and then lunch showed up and so I got bumped for barbecue. <laughs> if I had been bumped for like green beans, I would have been pissed. But I got bumped for barbecue. So it was all good. Uh, was but then we it. came back and I had to do this presentation. And, uh, you know, everybody, nobody wants the after lunch slot. But I did the after mm -hmm. lunch slot. And uh, I'll tell you, I, I want the first thing I wanted to do was come in there. And I, and I told everybody in the room, I said, I really wanted to just come up here and say, what's up, weirdos? Right, because everybody in the room would would be cool with it, and everybody was cool. A lot of great questions, and the thing I was trying to allude to earlier, and it was it's escaped my mind, was that um, you almost mastermind when you're at Esotericon. Like you'll present, and then people will give you feedback right away, and you start thinking, and all of a sudden, <laughs> like for instance, during Jamie's, all of a sudden we realized that part of procession, he's like, oh man, that makes a pentagram. Right. Five times 72, the arc, the 360, all this stuff. And it was just like, it was right. pretty, ra pretty mm -hmm. rad. Right. So um, it was really great. Yeah. Because yeah, again, back to the, here's another thing that I'll add about the culture of this is like, it wasn't really designed this way, but you get, you get that good feeling of egregore right away. You get this, like, these are really cool people. Like I, we're all weird, but we're all weird together. And it's like, oh, this really weird family that kind of likes hanging out with each other and then can bounce ideas off each other. So there's it's no, there's no, there are gradients. There's no strangeness. There are right? gradients of weird though. Oh yeah. But, but there's, you'll, you'll but there's start talking to some people and now. you're just like, Ooh, but, but Ooh, yeah, that's, but man, there's no, that's there's an interesting thing. Uh, no, no, no. There's not one single no, person. No, everybody there. You just want to hug and squeeze and, and grab the cheeks and give them a smooch and, and tell them how much you care about them. Like there's no, there's no like, ooh, don't Which go talk takes... to that person. No, 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 no. Yeah. That's not it at all. It's just everybody has a different flavor or a different part of esotericism that really resonates with them. And so the amount that you learn just by talking to other people at Esotericon specifically eclipses, you know, any lodge meeting I've ever been to. There you go. Yep. Totes. And speaking of Egregore, the Egregore started Friday night. We didn't even talk about that. Had our little uh, what happened night. Friday night? Oh yeah, everything. Yeah, got together. Oh, and some, someone almost killed our keynote speaker. That's what happened Friday yeah. night. Yeah, well, a portion <laughs> of the North Carolina contingent was uh, a bit rowdy. I think. Um, 
we'll maybe touch on that here in a few minutes when we get to our keynote speaker. Uh, but yeah, we uh, Sinistral Brewing, uh, which those of you who who came in 2019 experienced that our first year. We're we're back at Sinistral Brewing on Friday night and. Had a great time. Uh, there's a wonderful little food truck parked out front, which a lot of people got food from. And then uh, was it mm. the Bone, the the barbecue place? Oh, that was good. That was good too. Um, so yeah, we had some good good beer, good food, and uh, a lot of great fellowship throughout the evening. It was a it was a good night. It was a good way to start the weekend off. Good way to start. Good start yeah, exactly. started everything off on a high note. A pre festive board. Yeah, pre festive. Like yeah. It was fun. But, uh, then what happened, Joe? Carnitas. Yes. So, uh, as Robert said, we went to lunch, um, had more yeah. barbecue. So off schedule had barbecue, tons of barbecue, good barbecue. And then we came back and, uh, after Robert, we got to listen to PD Newman who did a presentation on Parmenides, uh, Empedocles and Dana Vall's Masonic legend. And that was, uh, that was pretty awesome. My favorite. Kevin. That was my favorite Go. for the day. Yeah. We got to show the card. Yep. And yes, I know the the card says thirteen, and it should be fourteen. It's okay. Nobody <laughs> was keeping track. Well, I am, and I'm honest. Kevin, tell us about the program. Oh, I thought it was great. So um, I do love. I, I do love that we have PD Newman as Temperance, given that he is the one who <laughs> does all of the research into psychotropic and and theanine and theanogenic substances. So I, I really enjoyed that use there. Yeah, it's perfect. And, uh, moderation. got to give a shout out to our, uh, YouTube folks that, uh, somebody had called him PD Herman, uh, the day of, and it kind of stuck. So, um, yeah, <laughs> PD, you're listening. We love you, man. We love you. I must, I missed that. I didn't see that until the I, chat. So I missed that yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, I'm sorry, Joe, you were asking me to, no, PD's talk was great. Um, I, I had never heard of this legend before, but, uh, you know, tied it into the Hiramic legend for those of you who, uh, may be Freemasons. Um, I've never heard a PD talk. I, I don't like, um, I thought it was great. I learned a lot. Well, there you go. And I found out he's working on another book because this guy's a machine. Of course he is. Yes. Of course he is. Yeah. Newman's talk for, for people who didn't get to go was dope because it tied loosely back into Freemasonry and told, and told an alternate legend of King Solomon and uh, the key uh, character uh, of the Haramic legend. Uh, and I thought it was just really cool. So, uh, a lot of times these guys, Jamie and Newman together are coming into a conference. I feel like I have to pack a thesaurus. Um, and yep. this was in particular, um, you know, I'm a smart person most of the time, but sometimes you're in the room with somebody who just like, right. And um, I really appreciated this particular talk because I had heard a little bit about this before, but uh, the way in which uh, Danny brought this one in was, almost like a New York times style article. Mm. Uh, he talked it, he, um, emphasized as he read, you know, his, his piece on this and, uh, really was, 
was fantastic. I could feel it. It, it read like a like an op-ed. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean his his presentation style and his writing style are definitely um, very very logical. Watch. Yeah, and so that's what I, that's what I like the most about it is he sets things up so it's easy to kind of follow along, even though he goes down these weird rabbit holes. Like you're, you're right there every step along the way with him. He's like holding holding your hand as you go down this this uh, this trip. So yes, well, pun intended. Yeah, you're, you're touching ahead, on start. something super important. Oh, I'm going to go. Don't you worry about it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to touch on something super, super relevant that I think we've all agreed to every single year. It's we always, and I think it works out well, we always pick speakers that we are dying to listen to, right? It's not just like the same old crap from Joe or, or stuff like that. It's who would I really want to hear if I had all day? to get to listen to the things that I'm interested in. And, and it never, it never disappoints, right? Because we just get a plethora of everything, um, you know, to wet everybody's quote unquote esoteric palette, you know? So it's, it's just, including pinatas, amazing how, including pinatas and green beans, a plethora, plethora of pinatas. Oh, we got a Jason. We got to get a band going on in the YouTube. Uh, I am not in the YouTube. Got you, got you, I got you. And then rounding out the while, I thought the coolest part of PD's program though was how you know between Hiram, Permenides, and Daynerval, there were all very similar, you know, very similar stories between the three. Oh, who is that? Is that a female? Is that a girl? (gasps) Yeah, that's how you know it's not. It's the Masonic sanctioned event. We have uh, we have females on our tarot cards, dude. That card is awesome. <laughs> Had to give a yes. shout out to both Robert and uh, Ms. Maribel Martinez. Woo! Y'all are awesome. And then after yep, PD, yep. so what do we have after PD, uh, we had four nerds that were on a panel. One, two, four nerds. Three. What? Kevin, yes. tell us about the panel. That was go. fun. Go. Uh, Kevin, yeah. go. So the f- I'm going. I'm going. Anytime you're so ready, Kevin. the four Kevin. of us, myself. Go, let's go, Kevin. Hey, you're I'm muted. Going. No, I'm not. <laughs> muted. <laughs> Almost. This close. <laughs> hey, Kevin. You, you must have muted me. Yeah, I'm here. Um, no, the four of us. So myself, Joe, Jason. How was John, the panel? Was it good? Uh, the, that we did were terrible. We were the worst. I did not. I, I did not. We were terrible. No, maybe I was terrible. You guys were good. How would you like so, to? So, that? what did we cover, Kevin? We covered high-level esoteric topics. Um, so, kind of how to help people get into uh, esoteric level. You know, people for people uh, geared towards people kind of just starting their path, right? So, um, each of us picked a couple topics and went off and spoke about it for a couple minutes. Um, I thought it went great. It sounds fascinating. It really does. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I'm you should have been totally there. wet my palate, man. I'm jazzed. <laughs> I want to watch it. I want to watch it twice. It's so damn good. Yes. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, but th- I mean, that's some feedback we got over the past couple of years is when you get, when you bring in the Jamie Paul Lambs and the Petey Newmans and the Enochian languages, you know, like some people just need the, Hey, 
hey, I'm just dipping my toes in the water. You just threw me in the deep end. Is there a way that I can get into like the baby pool first before I get into the shallow end, before I get into the deep end? And so we we uh, decided to kind of uh, ha- have that availability to kind of cover a broad spectrum, very, very shallow, but a, a broad spectrum of different esoteric topics. And I mean, geez. And one of the commenters in the room was like, you know, what about this one? What about that one? I'm like, yeah, there's, there are thousands of esoteric cultures and practices and mystery schools. And so, you know, you, you really, I think you got to hit the highlights. All, don't, don't sell yourself short uh, as an audience member watching you guys handle these topics uh, was really well put together. I appreciate it as well, an audience you. member watching you go and you had your notes, right? You weren't going to get up there and then spend time, you know, kind of meandering around, wasting people's time. You got up there, you talked about a thing, you delivered uh, several parts, each of you, and then each of you within those parts that you covered, you actually broke it apart uh, further down for, uh, you know, some more niche topics that, that people were interested in. And I just appreciated, you know, with the 48, 45 minutes that you guys took, you covered such a breadth of information that I felt, you know, looking around the room. We covered a lot. That was the goal. You did. And I I looked around the room. I look around the room and I took a survey, you know, like I could see people when you guys were saying something, people would be like, oh, and they would write it down. Right. And then they would ask you the question, make more notes. So I think you guys really accomplished your mission there. Uh, So great job. Good. Good. Thanks for the feedback because hey. uh, yeah, we were right in the middle of it, so it was really hard to ga- gauge. The the questions the, the were awesome. Uh, yes. you know, our, our questions and keynote the, speaker showed up. Questions. Yeah, you know, right in the middle. Right in the middle of it, we had to make sure he was okay. And... Yes, it was a little Speaking surprising of... to see our keynote speaker when he walked in. Right, Jason? Yes, it was. It was. We should talk about the keynote. Let's do we have a card? Do we have a tarot card? We do. Our keynote speaker um, was Mr. Richard Smalley. The magician. You know him as the author of like 500 books. He's just about as Mm -hmm. prolific as Bart Ehrman, but um, most, uh, I would say not most relevant, but probably uh, most recognizable as inner Christianity. Um, blending uh, esotericism and uh, the Western mystical tradition into Christianity. He's done some books on uh, the occult. He has done books on Gnosticism. He's delved into a little bit of New Testament historical criticism. Um, he's just done. Uh, he's he's done some uh, some lessons from Buddhist theology and love just really 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 interesting uh personality and uh gave a really really great talk yeah i was really i was really interested um because again i've been a longtime fan and reader uh richard smoley and uh he's member of the theosophical society uh over in chicago area not that too far from from um, rj and again, while not not a Mason, he he definitely vibes at the same level. And what was um, interesting was we kind of let him pick what his topic was going to be, and he picked he picked a great one. Uh, we we kind of knew in advance, but didn't know what he was going to say. The topic being, you know, what is the future 
of esotericism look like? Right. Cause we can always look to the past and look at how, you know, how all these different mystery schools shared information and have, you know, shared belief systems and, and influenced each other. And yet from where we are today with, with culture, society, technology, age of Aquarius, like where are we going? And disintegration how, of organized religion and, and really how essential people the weird people like we've been talking about this whole show uh, the, <laughs> the, how essential they are in progressing thoughts progressing these sciences uh not just not just the uh, medical science or technological science but the science of the beyond of, of something higher or something greater and how that needs to integrate in with the next evolution revolution of of church and state and politics and technology. So, I mean, uh, it was, and the way he tied it all together with no notes, might I add, what a, what a champion. Uh, he had it all just woven together. Like you're having a conversation he over Scott for, with your best friend. Yeah. He spoke for over an hour and just Off like, I, I yeah. went down to, to see him and his family and he's just like, Hey, here's, here's what I'm thinking. I'm going to talk for an hour and then we'll do Q and a and yeah, we'll figure it out. It'll be good. I'm like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> so definitely so caused, a good pick, good call. Yeah, it was, it's it, funny. It was that awesome was, I think, the there. most. Yes, I think that was probably the most stressful thing of the entire conference because we uh, we got Waiting in, for started setting up Saturday morning. We started setting up Saturday morning, and then a couple folks came in and said, "Hey, um, we're not sure if." The keynote speaker is going to make it. What? Apparently, uh, apparently he got a little kidnapped uh, by some of our conference attendees and um, got to got to hang out until the wee hours. Fig of the figuratively, morning. not literally. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. 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 This is on but, record. Uh, yeah. No. 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 But uh, you know we. Uh, weren't able you know we hadn't heard from him that day so we were just like okay like how late did everybody stay out is it all right um come to find out he walks in during our uh next to last program where we're, we're like actively going okay what are what are we going to do if he doesn't show up like uh let's put a quick panel discussion together we'll figure it out and uh now uh <clears throat> richard smolly walks in huge bandage on his ear uh he had actually uh spent most of the day in the hospital uh because he had uh he had had an accident the night before in his hotel room and so we we're just like oh my goodness yes yes but he, but he, and, he, and i tell you like, what he, he powered through he, i tell you what he did yeah, power he did. through it yeah absolutely it was awesome it's great now he he was so, absolutely amazing, and you know he he regaled us with the story of him like, you know, just being, you know, almost like, is you know talking to the nurses and doctors, going, "No, I need to go. I have a conference I'm speaking at," and just like, that's you know the. <laughs> Just Welcome the stories to that he was, he was yeah. telling. No, really, I'm yeah. fine. Let's go. Welcome. Yeah. No. So that was, you know, I think that's that's the most, you know, fun story to talk about. It was not 
fun at all at the time, but um, mm-hmm. he he nope. came in and delivered so much. Just awesome, truly awesome conversation. Yeah, like the end, like the end of scanners, just <laughs> heads blown up, heads blown up. But so speaking of heads blowing up, let's, yeah. uh, I know we're short on time. Let's talk yeah. about the end. How did we end so, it? Um, ooh, so we ended fireworks. it. We, we thanked everybody. Yes. Fireworks. Champagne was flowing from the ceiling. Glitter and then you of all different the kinds. And glitter then of glitter of all different kinds. And then we, we dropped some bombs. Uh, we announced to everyone that we were not having a conference in 2023. What? And then there was a gasp. There was a gasp. So the, <gasps> yes, the hosts are. We're taking a break, not to take a break because we're lazy and tired. To take a well, break yeah. because what we're doing is something quite awesome. Um, so we announced after we told everybody we weren't having a conference next year, was that we were going to come back in 2024, good doubling down, good. and instead of just doing a one day conference, we're going to have a weekend retreat. So we announced Esotericon Retreat 2024. Ooh. So going to be now we I was gonna say we wow. we will have some things here and there in 2023. You know, we're not planning on leaving everybody hanging out to dry, but it won't be a conference. It'll be some I am some smaller stuff. I Joe's am. taking a year leaving off. Y'all, leaving <laughs> y'all hanging. Leaving y'all hanging. But yeah, so but to plan something as big as we want, um, you know, we cannot put that together in a year. So again, we're planning an entire weekend. We're getting out of here. Uh, we're not going to be in Northern Virginia per se. We're going to be out in the woods somewhere with air conditioning. Uh, hopefully not. No in cell July, reception. July month. No cell reception. You are going to be detached from the world, and uh, we're going to get into it. So it's going to be an awesome weekend. Uh, Jamie Paul Lamb asks on YouTube, "Can we do it at Stonehenge? We will certainly look into. Uh, see what their see what their camping rates are." Uh, for a weekend, um, we could we could do it at Foamhenge in yes. Southern Virginia. Foamhenge, yes, I like it. Right on. Just get totally, totally pagan. Just call it pagan con. All right, same experience. So, yes, we're not but, calling uh, it yeah. pagan con. No, we can't. Yeah, you you'll you'll get banned from church and from that Sunday part of Virginia. Heck yeah, you will. <laughs> wow, at Jason's house. And that and that's the that's the like big reveal, right? That you know we we've been doing this for four years straight, you know, and and again on Zoom was not much too much easier just because of all of the the hands involved to to keep things moving and make sure that everything was on time. But it's again we're not we're not taking off because we don't want to, right? It's because we want to give the the next level thing that much more attention because it you know we've got this down to a repeatable process let's let's plus it let's make something even more better uh the thing that we want to do and uh as we get closer to that you know i'll I'll share kind of what that that vision looks like but um it's going to be great i mean it really is if we get half halfway what we're thinking it's going to be amazing what john said yeah boom well i'm excited Given that, let's whet your appetite. Uh, we're going to start wrapping things up. So, final can we, question before we before we wrap up, can we talk a little bit about the special gift that uh, everybody in person got outside the tarot cards? 
the swag. Okay, the Jason. Special swag. Gift. Do you have it with you? I've got it with me. So I'm very oh. proud of this. I I was mostly on procurement. <laughs> Jason's really excited. We, about we couldn't tell. For, we couldn't tell, so, Jason. For esoteric. Before you end, can show. can we can we I show this you. thing? Yeah, yeah. So everybody who attended the, the conference box. in person got their own box, and in the box it contained a uh, a hand hammered <laughs> uh, brass singing bowl. <laughs> And so you have uh, everybody has their their own singing bowl now uh, that they can use to assist in their contemplative practices. They're pretty awesome. Which is cool. Awesome. Super yeah. cool. You got mine right back there. Look at that. Right next yep, to Scott. I've got mine. Look at that finger placement. Mm-hmm. Jason, now now can we wrap up the show? Yes, yeah. can we, can we go now, Jason? I got, I got I mine. To, We're good. I, to, I gotta share this. <laughs> what? Can you see? Why, why isn't screen no, share I work? Know. I don't know. It hasn't worked for you in a couple weeks. This is stupid. Gosh. You're stupid. Just stare at Robert. Alright. You know what? If you get it, if you get it going, when we get to your, your final question, then Fine. At least he's nice to we'll look at. To it. We'll right. do it live. We'll do it live. Play around with that. All right, uh, Jason. So fi- final question, starting with Jason, and then we'll wrap up the show. Final question is: What was one surprise or um, delight or aha moment that you had from Esotericon this year? One surprise. Oh man. Um, Pat Parker. Matt Parker always finds ways to surprise me. Excellent. Okay. All right. How about you, Kevin? Uh, I'm going to go with a favorite moment. Oh, stop. Um, <laughs> the During uh, Richard's talk, when he just completely nonchalantly mentioned oh cynthia bourgeau i know her like it was just you know because i think all four of us mentioned cynthia and her her book because we had all just read it you know we were doing the panel and richard was in the room by then and just you know completely nonchalantly mentions her name yeah i I know her i was like that's pretty cool um i mean just rich's speed or rich's program in general i thought was great because it also it also tied into um Adam's talk a little bit with with some of the astrology as well, which I which I thought was great and has always been something that happens at at Esotericon where we get you know two or three of the presenters their their programs just align for whatever reason, but they do. Excellent. How about you, RJ? And well, <laughs> number one, I sent you the image you need to share. What was that? So I'll wait. You should share that. Yeah, let's let that took me a whole seven minutes to put together. So I need you to put that on screen. Working it. Okay, keep going. All right. Well, while you get that up, my my big excitement moment, the thing that I was uh, surprised by, I really wasn't so surprised by the announcement of no Esotericon next year. What I was surprised with was 
uh, because I have been, I'm no stranger to kind of like, okay, we did it. Now you go do it. Right. But what you guys do is you came back with this even bigger thing, a retreat, which we, I think in our private texts messages in various Facebook groups have been alluding to for a long time as something that we would all love to do. Um, you know, uh, I think we'd all been to like places like camp masonry and thought, uh-huh. man, what if, what if we did something like this, but you know, all the esoterics and all the crazy wild stuff we could do, um, not, you know, nefarious stuff, just, uh, for a new experience that was really exciting right. to me. Uh, and I thought it was a great way to end the night because I, I didn't feel like, uh, you know, my friends are going home. It felt like. Uh, hey, I've got something awesome to look forward to. Love it. Thanks, Robert. Uh, how about you, Joe? Yeah, so uh, two things. Uh, surprise. Wait, wait, Number wait, wait. one. What, what? We forgot what, to what? show this great piece of artwork by Robert Johnson. <laughs> Petey. Not quite a tarot card, but almost as good. <laughs> it could oh be. God. Did be. you just put that? To, did you just put that together during the program? Yeah, yeah. Project? When when I saw Jamie Lamb called him PD Herman, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I could, I should do that. Can I do that? And then while you guys were talking, yeah, I just threw it together. What a chance! Yes, that's okay. That's that's sorry about that, Joe. So that's okay. That was worth it. So uh, the one surprise was uh, not until about ten ten thirty in the morning did I realize that people were walking around with lapel pins with my face on it eating green beans. That was a pleasant surprise. Um, yay. Uh, but I think the, my most favorite part of besides Richard's talk was, um, just the vibe. It felt like, it felt like being home again. Um, you know, it had been a few years since we have gotten together and, um, the best part for me was, and I think we, I said it probably about 50 times at the, uh, at the brew night was I had seen for the first time people that I've already, met and known and grown to love and only have known them from the other side of a camera. So uh, there were people that I've never met before in real life, but we've just had such an amazing connection and bond. And it was so wonderful to see them in sun person. Card. And um, Suncard and Paul. Finally met Suncard. Yes. Yeah, yeah, some of the right folks from in. the chat, from this chat you're, listening, you're reading right now, were there, which is great. Yep. So it was just, again, it was amazing to be able to be in person with these people as opposed to just, uh, you know, talking over Zoom or Teams or, or Facebook Live. Um, it was amazing. That was the most amazing part of of the weekend. And as exhausting as this weekend is to put together, and we say it all the time, um, we always take a few days to recharge. Uh, we just can't wait to get back in the saddle and, and do it again. So Awesome. Yeah, and so again, all the all the good notes were taken. Richard Smoley was amazing. I was looking forward to that. Uh, the the vibe that everyone had, everyone was in there with a with a good mood, ready to learn, ready to share, ready to just be together. Um, super awesome to just have that sense of community, and um, and even for those online. And that's the thing is, we made sure that those online were included. We had their questions brought up. We made sure that they were involved in every step along the way because you know not everyone could could make it and that doesn't mean that we wanted to have less of an experience and another thing that we really didn't talk about is everybody in person everyone who zoomed in will get a copy of of all the presentations to watch on their own later uh, just like the previous years so there's always 
you know, because me, I, I'm running around with my head cut off. I definitely want to go back and listen to it. Listen to it a couple times. Even all the different presentations. Take some notes. All of them. You can't. You can't do it all in one sitting. And so, um, I'm really happy that that, that we were able to to record that and, and have that as a as a little bonus pack. So, yeah. Um, so my my favorite uh, or my exciting part of the of the weekend, I guess, with everything else. I do want to give a special shout out to Joe Martinez, who did the heavy lifting. Right, it was it. He was at his lodge. Um, Joe just being involved with everything already with his lodge, he just took everything under his wing and just said, "Well, why don't I roll a lot of the Esotericon planning into that?" Uh, Jason, uh, Kevin, myself, we're just eye candy here, so um, <laughs> you know, Joe. Joe really uh, deserves a lot, a lot of credit for this year. It's- you know, Listen, I, I, I you and Nespresso, it's, man, it's made not, it happen. Dude, Nespresso for the win. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, you know, not to belabor the point. I, I appreciate that. And I love all of you. Um, it really is a team effort. But this is not work for me. This is, you know, doing stuff in Lodge. That's work, you know, because, uh, you know, it is you got to you got to mm-hmm. you got to get people to do stuff. But this is absolutely 100 percent a labor of love. And I look forward to doing this every chance I get. So um, so thank you for for sharing uh, this this labor of love with me. It's it's been a blast so far. Even even Kevin. Can I can I get a woo? Oh, that? thanks, Joe. Woo! Nice. With that, I want to thank you all very much for watching. Keep searching for more light. Have a good night. Wow. Let's see, yeah,